Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. What's going on, dear listeners? It is I, William Powell, otherwise known as the king of DC media. Tonight, my guest is Wendy Davis, who is a veteran of such hit TV shows as Scandal, Criminal Minds, Castle, and Army Wives. Wendy is from Joppatown, Maryland, and went to Howard University. You can follow her on Twitter at, at Wendy D Official. Everything is in lowercase except for the D. That's at Wendy D Official. And you can actually get acting advice from her at her website, actingpros.com. So that's the word acting and pros together, acting pros. Oh, and a quick shout-out and a thank you to motivational speaker and actress Margie Holden for help setting this interview up. Okay, so I see Wendy is on the line, so let me go ahead and bring her on the air. Good evening, Wendy. Hey, William, how are you? Fantastic, fantastic. Never better, never better. So let's just jump right into... Acting pros, so you actually help actors get work. So talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Well, I, uh, you know, I've done a lot of work on television, and I recently finished uh, seven years on uh, Army Wives. And um, while I was in Charleston, South Carolina, I met so many actors who just didn't have um, access to, like, professional training. So they were some, there was some real talent in the Southeast, but they just didn't have access to um, the type of training that they needed to really take their careers to the next level. So I started working with actors there on the lot of Army Wives. We I taught a class in the um, in the cafeteria. <laughs> wow! On our wow! Set. <laughs> and uh, some of those actors have gone on to move to New York or L.A. And, uh, you know, create their own acting career. So it's been really great. So when I got back from Charleston, I decided that I was going to continue with that, continue helping actors. And uh, so that's when I created Acting Pros. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, about how many students do you have on there? Well, it varies. It depends on the, it depends on the, the season. Um, we generally have about between 100 and 150 students uh, who are working with my instructors here in the Los Angeles area. Um, but we also have um, digital programs, webinars, that type of thing where like if an actor from you know another area who doesn't have access to us, um, they can actually go on our website and they can watch we have a great free webinar that is called um, Audition Tips. Um, I'm sorry, Audition Secrets of a Series Regular, where I really share like four of my major uh, audition tips on how I, you know, book jobs. And, um, you know, that's totally free. We have a, a YouTube channel. We have a great blog, which is the homepage of, of um, actingpros.com. And the blog just deals with a lot of the things that actors are dealing with in terms of the audition world. Because most actors are perfectly fine once they get on set. It's getting to set that is the challenge, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so wow. we deal with a lot of things that actors are struggling with, like auditions, 
you know, nervousness and auditions and, um, you know, a protocol? How do they sort of, you know, break away from the pack in the audition world and stand out in the room? Hmm. Yeah, so you mentioned that, that a lot of the actors in the southeast weren't really prepared down there in uh, South Carolina. So, I mean, what were some of the red flags that made them stick out and look like rookies? Well, the thing is, you know, when you are in the number one market in the world in terms of film and television, which is, is Los Angeles, Hollywood, you know, there's a lot of stiff competition. And because there's so much competition, well, the talent has got to be a lot stronger, right? So if you are an actor in Los Angeles, you've got to develop your craft more powerfully, more profoundly. You've got to develop your audition skills. Um, You've got to be more effective in the audition room. And so what I found was that, you know, while I was there in in Charleston, um, the business really shifted. Most television shows used to be cast almost exclusively out of New York or L.A. And what happened during the time that I was on Army Wise was they really started to hire local actors for big projects. And so these local actors were really struggling. They were getting the opportunities to audition for major roles, but they didn't have the training or the knowledge to really book those roles. And so I really saw that there was a need and there's plenty of talent out there. I mean, there's just so much talent out there that, you know, hasn't come to Hollywood and the way things are going, they may never need to come to Hollywood because so much of um, production is now being done all over the country. I'm speaking specifically of like television, you know, they're shooting television shows now. They will find a location, Charleston, Savannah, you know, Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, and they will, you know, cast that show out of out of that region. I mean, you know, they're, they're one and two on the call sheet are going to come out of Hollywood. But they're casting a lot of the, um, I want to say, sort of the lower series regulars on the show out of the local markets. And that is huge. And so... That's why we, you know, when I was there, I really just, I felt like, wow, these people are so talented. All they need to know is how to really create a professional audition and they could, they could, they could do it. They can work. So, you know, that's really why I decided to, to create acting pros because I've found that there were so many just incredible people um, outside of Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, uh, Wendy, in your, uh, your hometown of Baltimore, we used to shoot, uh, what was it, Veep and House of yeah. Cards up there. And the 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 complaint from a lot of actors around here is that there's, like you say, one, two, and three, and four are like from Hollywood. But then it was very hard to get a series regular role. I mean, maybe a couple of people I know, they would get maybe under fives. But it was it was real hard. It's like an up, uphill battle, and it's like they kind of use this for for background work. Right, right. Well, I think I think that's changed a bit, and I think it's changed because you know the the budgets are so much tighter on television shows now. I mean, this is you know long gone are the days of like your ERs where you know the entire cast is making you know three hundred thousand an episode. You know, wow, those yeah. shows are gone. Now what they're doing, 
is, you know, they've got they've got their marquee actors that's one or one and two on the call sheet. And then from there, it's anybody's game. Um, in fact, on Army Wives, we had um, a guy who was a series regular for like three years on our show who was a local oh. hire. And oh. um, uh, a good friend of mine, one of the actors who was actually in my class um, on the lot of Army Wives when I was there, she just booked uh, a recurring on a show called Leo and uh, uh, don't start me. Anyway, it's a, it's a cable show, but she's, you know, she's because she knows how to audition like a pro, like a LA pro, this girl hasn't stopped working. And I think, I think the, the more actors, the, the local actors have an opportunity to sort of prepare themselves the way the pros do here. I think the, there will be more opportunities for them because at this point you only have a few people. There are a lot of actors who have moved back to the local market and they are big fish in a little pond there. So they are cleaning up because not because they're better than the local talent, but because they have that professional training. Okay. Now, Wendy, I got I got to put you on the spot now. So you keep saying uh, audition like a pro without giving away too much of yeah. the trade secrets. I mean, what are some of the keys to really standing out when you go into that room? Well, okay, so one of my favorite things to share with actors is you've got to create a strong beginning and a strong ending in your audition. And oftentimes that strong beginning or strong ending is accompanied by a simple physical action. So, for example, let's just say, you know, let's say, you know, let's just imagine what casting directors go through, right? They're auditioning a role for a role. And so everyone pretty much looks alike. Let's say they're auditioning 50 actors for the same part. Everyone pretty much looks alike. Everyone is generally the same height. Everyone generally has on the same clothes, right? Let's say if you're auditioning for an attorney, not many options, right? right? <laughs> you're going to have on a suit, right? Yeah. And you're saying the same lines. And so just because of the way the auditions happen, it's hard to stand out if you're not sort of snapping them that snapping them out of that sort of haze that they're in from watching these auditions, right? So so what the casting director does is they will shoot the audition or they'll get self-taped self-submitted auditions and then they'll put them in a big batch and then the producers and the directors, well, they'll pick their top 10 or whatever and then they'll send them to the producers and the directors and then they'll select. But you got to make that top 10 cut. So how do you do that? Well, creating a strong beginning and a strong ending is, is one of the ways that you can do that. So let's compare an audition to like a gymnast doing a routine, right? Yeah. When you think of a gymnast doing a routine, what do they do in the beginning? They have this sort of bold beginning, right? It's like a dun dun right. And then they do their floor routine. And then they end with a big ending or a strong ending, right? Think right. about the entire right. routine. Do we really remember the routine in the middle, we really remember how they started and we remember how they ended. 
So if they blow, if they bobble or if they make a few mistakes in the middle of their routine, if they stick that landing, that's what we remember. And so an audition scene is similar to that. You can, you know, you got to create a strong beginning, a strong ending. If you bobble in the middle a little bit, it's fine. But you have to make sure that you stick that beginning and stick the ending. And so um, one of the ways that you can do that is make sure that you are off book for the first line and the last line. And make sure that those lines are impeccable as written. Um, you don't want to be like down looking at your script at the very, you know, your last moment. You want to stick that ending and you want it to be powerful. And the way to be powerful is to be connected to the reader, right? So you don't want to be kind of second guessing and looking down and trying to figure out what you should do, that type of thing. Um, so that's a really um, easy way to um, to begin to stand out. And, um, you know, in my webinar, Audition Secrets of a Series Regular, I do an example of how you can create a strong audition and an example of how you can um, create a strong beginning and a strong ending. So it's, some, it's very simple. It's something that you can do physically, but that is absolutely in, in alignment with the story. Like, don't do a cartwheel, because that's <laughs> – unless a cartwheel is part of the story. But, you know, like, that's my strong beginning. I'll just do a cartwheel. No, it has to be something that, that seamlessly fits into the story. And yeah. – um, and then, you know, you do your scene. So it's pretty simple, actually. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, especially I've heard before of starting strong and being off the, off the page early on. I never really thought much about being off the page, you know, at the end of the audition. You know, that, that's, uh, that's very clever. That's very clever. Like I say, if you bobble in the middle, I mean, think about it. You you you'll, you know, casting directors will remember. Hey, they started strong. They made strong choices in the beginning, and wow, they really nailed it at the end. So yeah, that's that's unique. I've I've never really heard that before. Yeah, and also what's really really important is you know, as you mentioned, you know, if you if you bobble in the if you bobble the your audition, I mean, it's going to happen. We're human. We all do it, but if you come back and you recover quickly and you nail that ending, it doesn't have the same impact that it would if you sort of, you know, didn't create that strong ending. You're leaving a brand new memory with that strong ending. And that's why it's so valuable. I mean, think about these gymnasts, um, you know, you know, well, they, they could have had an absolutely perfect routine, but if they, if they didn't stick that landing, that's what we remember. Like, ah, oh, mm. she didn't stick it. Oh, well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, the auditions are similar to that. Huh. That's, that's good. That's, that's amazing. So, um, okay, let's talk about this. So callbacks, how should actors handle callbacks? Well, you should you should do what you did that you should do the same thing that you did that got you the callback in the first place, right? So that means if you got a callback, that means your choices are right. That means you, you look good in your clothes. 
<laughs> and uh, and that you know you have the potential for booking the part. So um, you want to you want to recreate that. I never like the word duplicate because you can never duplicate anything. You can only you can only recreate it, do it again, right? Um, and also, you don't want to try. To, you don't want to try to um, duplicate it. That might seem like parroting. You want to just make sure that you have the the same choices, the same strong choices that you chose for that audition the first time that got you the callback. Also, I would say exactly when you when an actor goes in to an audition, it's important that they distinguish the that they separate themselves from the character. And here's why. Um, and the way that you can do that is with your slate. So, if you're auditioning for, let's say, an axe murderer, and you decide <laughs> that you want to come in as an axe murderer. The only problem with that is, um, you know, producers and directors aren't looking for actually an actual axe murderer. They're looking for an actor who can play one. And so a way that you can sort of express who you are, your personality, is in your slate, how you, how you introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Wendy Davis, with a smile. They want to know that you are a confident, professional, nice person, and easy to work with. Confident because, yeah. look, there's it's going to be, you know, they need to know that they're not going to have to baby you. Professional, they need to know that, you know, you know what you're doing. Um, nice person, well, who wants to be with a, you know, with a jerk all day long? Nobody. So if all things being equal, they're going to go with a nice person over somebody who's acting like a jerk. Easy to work with, they want to know that if, Things, you know, uh, if things get derailed on set, as they often do, they want to know that you're flexible and easy to work with. Oh, sure, no problem. So they need to get all of that from you in your slate, and then you go in and, um, you know, do the best axe murderer character that you possibly can. (laughs) Yeah. So how should actors use nervous energy because I've always been of the opinion that if you are you deep down you really want to book the role you really care and it's like if you calm yourself down too much you won't have an edge and you'll be flat you'll be okay you'll be mediocre and flat you won't book the job then it's like you need a little bit of an edge so I mean what what do you do with that that nervous energy well, for me, the nervous energy isn't what gives me my edge. What gives me my edge is knowing how to create a powerful audition. Um, that's the the nervous energy I think can actually hinder you from from really um, fulfilling on your full potential because you are being very nervous. So, I'll give you an example. Um, Let's say you are going on a date with someone, right? William, mm-hmm. you're going on a date with a girl, and she's beautiful, but she's very nervous, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you go on another date the following night with a girl who's not as beautiful, but she's very confident in who she is, and she's not trying to please you. 
So the first girl, she's she's nervous and she just wants to she doesn't have her own opinions about things, right? She's very like, well, what do you want? You know, what 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 do you want? What what do you want for dinner? I'm going to eat what you want me to eat for dinner. Um, you know, um, do you like the sweater? I hope you like the sweater because I can go change it. Do you like my hair? Because if you don't like my hair, I'll go change it. Versus a woman who, you know, the second woman on the second date who says, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. (laughs) (laughs) Which girl do you want to see again? Which girl do you want to see again? Yeah, be the, the one that's the person that's comfortable in their own skin. Right. Absolutely. So nervous energy tends to come from wanting the job too much, or I don't want to say wanting the job as well as trying to please them, right? Hmm. You have no idea what they want, what they're looking for. So I always recommend, um, you know, it's like, you know, if you're a painter, you don't say, what color green do you want me to paint the trees? You paint it, and then you walk away from it. You paint it, you drop the mic, and you you walk out. Because there's so many variables that go into booking the job. You can do an incredible audition. You can do an audition that was the best audition for that role. However, if they need to cast a... If they need to cast an Asian woman because they've cast a, a black man higher on the food chain, that's what they're going to do. Now you're no longer in the running for that part because they did some, they made some casting choices that now don't work with you. So, for example, on the show Army Wives, when I first started auditioning for the role of Roxy, the 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 like the lead character on the show she had black hair she was sort of described as sort of an angelina jolie type of a character and so the first round of auditions i was there and there were all these super talented dark-haired um roxies right for this character yeah and when i finished the audition or one of my final rounds I saw who they were bringing in for the Roxies, and they all had blonde hair. And I was like, wait, what just, what just happened, you know? Well, what happened was they cast uh, Kim Delaney and Catherine Bell as their one and two. Both of them have dark hair. So just like that, all of the work that those women with dark hair put in, you know, it's they're no longer up for that part. They are now going yeah. to cast, and they don't make that phone call. They don't call you and say, "Hey, listen, your audition was amazing. We had to make a, we had to go another direction, <laughs> uh, yeah, but right. you were great." You just don't get a phone call, and so the biggest mistake that actors make is by judging their self worth and their their audition ability based on how many jobs they book. Mm. Um, what I've actually done with auditions, because there's so many variables that go into that. So what I've actually done with auditions is I've um, actually turned auditions into a game, right? Like a game that I play and um, I score myself 
And so yeah. I I decide I decide if I won that game or if I didn't win that game. And so my self esteem and and value as an artist and all those things are based on things that I can control, which is my own performance versus what I can't control. And the power of turning your auditions into a game or how I've done it is when I auditioned for Army Wives, I was going through a divorce. I was uh, really struggling in a lot of ways, financially, emotionally. Everything was just falling apart. But there was one place in my life where that was working, and that was with my audition games. And I had won 15 I'm sorry, I had won 13 out of the last 15 audition games that I had played. So (laughs) I was feeling really good about my, I was like in, so in the audition room, like I was a winner. I was winning. I was winning. I had been winning for 13 games straight. And when I, when I walked into the audition for Army Wives, I walked into that room with a 13 game winning streak versus (laughs) not having booked the last 15 jobs. So so what was hired there was, you know, winning 13 games straight gave me confidence, power, you know, aura. I was, like, you couldn't touch me. I was LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> I was LeBron James in that audition. Nice. And, and, you know, the important thing to note is that if I had been basing my – um, value on the last job that I booked or the fact that I hadn't booked the last 15 auditions, then I, I assure you I wouldn't have gotten the job because I wouldn't have had the that energy walking into the room. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So let's talk a little bit and about all of that... what your – go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, everything that I'm talking about is in that free webinar that I created, um, Audition Secrets of a Serious Regular. I can send you a link after we get off the phone. Fantastic. We'll we'll let you send out all the links you want as we get near the end of the interview. But talk about your acting Mm -hmm. method. What would you describe your – how would you describe your acting method? Well, um, I'm Meisner uh, Meisner trained. Um, I – Studied at Howard. Howard was an incredible foundation. I loved it there. And the program was quite rigorous. It was very good. And then when I got to Hollywood, I was looking for, I was looking for something even more specific. So I decided to study Meisner. And I really, really liked it because I found that when you're on set, there are so many things that you have to do, like you have to, you know, do your, you have to repeat the scenes over and over and over and over again. You have to hit a mark. You have to, there's so many things that are built into working on the set. And Meisner is all about freeing yourself up from the sort of getting yourself out of your head and into your heart, that type of thing. So I felt it was a good match for set work because there's so many things that put you in your head when you're on set. It's, it was important for me to study a technique that really focused on letting go of everything that you, 
that's in your head and just connecting with the other actor. So that's, that's pretty much how I do it. Meisner has been great. Mm. Mm. What makes you unique as an actress? Well, what makes me unique as an actor would probably be my, you know, sort of my life story. I mean, every person has a very specific journey that they're on and they have different things that they feel very, very strongly about and things that they don't necessarily feel strongly about. And I think, I don't believe that every actor is right for every role. I think there are a handful of actors who can do that. Meryl Streep being one of them, she can pretty much play any character. Most everyone else is pretty much operating from a base, a sort of a, a, a base of who they are, really and truthfully. And then, you know, they they can create characters that are somewhat similar to themselves, slightly different sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, uh, greatly different. Like when I talk about Meryl Streep, she just can become a completely different human being. But let's take Denzel Washington, who is an incredible actor. You know, in every character that Denzel does, you pretty much still see there's a, a cluster of traits that he kind of carries from film to film to film. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know, every movie you're yeah. like, oh, there's that walk, Denzel. <laughs> I love that walk. I can always count <laughs> on that walk in every movie, right? So yeah. um, I think I think what makes me special or what makes any actor special is whatever life journey they're on, their life story, the things that they really care about, the things that they want to fight for, the stories that they really want to tell. Um, I think that is what makes an actor unique. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're getting near the end here. So let's like Talk about the fun stuff. Like, for example, how did you get uh, booked on the show Scandal? Well, that was interesting. I um, I was um, we had just finished twenty three episodes of Army Wives, and I was um, I was feeling like I wanted a, a break because um, it had been a long season. And so I got back, and before I could call my agent to tell them, hey, you know, I'm going to take a couple of weeks off or even a month off, and don't send me out any auditions, I had an audition for Scandal. So I went in, and I was really rusty. I felt like my audition was, let's just say that I did not win that game. Mm. And uh, so I was like, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't uh, because, you know, remember, I hadn't really auditioned in a year. Right. So auditioning is like anything else. It's a skill that it's different from being on set. So, you know, I I didn't win that game. I I felt like I was probably like maybe a B, you know. So I went in for did my audition and came home and felt pretty confident that I wasn't wasn't going to get the job and um, ended up booking it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I thought it was very funny because I was like, oh, I guess I won't be getting a break. So I ended up doing Scandal for that summer, which was amazing. I mean, come on, uh, you know, Shonda, 
She's a legend. She's a highly a unique, uniquely talented person. And uh, getting to work with Carrie, and I mean, it's just, I mean, come on, you know, it's a great show, great writing. You know, those are always really fun to do. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, in the past I've had uh, Penny Johnson Gerald on the show, and she was on Castle, so I know you were on that show as well. So talk about that one. Mm-hmm. Great show. I mean, you know, I love that type of um, show. It's, uh, you know, um, it's a procedural or like every every week they're dealing with a new problem. And that's like, you know, Criminal Minds. I did an episode of Criminal Minds as well, which is fun because they're basically each week solving a problem. And it was incredibly fun to, to do that, you know. Um, we did a lot of night shoots on that show, and uh, Army-wise, we did mostly day day shooting. So that was also a lot of fun as well. Um, I like solving solving problems and solving crimes. You know, I'm a big uh, murder mystery junkie, so that type of thing is always interesting and fascinating. Fantastic, fantastic. Maybe we'll see you in uh, like a detective show pretty soon, huh? Yeah, you know, I want to say, uh, so I, I, I either would like my next series regular role, I would like to either be a detective or maybe a witch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's a huge, <laughs> there's oh, a huge, okay. uh, you know, uh, there's a huge, like, supernatural um, genre now, and I love The Walking Dead. You know, I was absolutely opposed to uh you know the whole walking dead for a long time and then i ended up watching it over the holidays and got totally hooked so i thought oh that would be so fun to be a vampire or a you know so now i'm all into that genre so i could be a a witch or a werewolf or a vampire or something like that oh wow yeah that's uh i don't know i thought the show was kind of a little bit pessimistic for me for my taste Okay, so we're just about at the end. So let's get into some fun hypotheticals, and then we'll wrap up with uh, webinars and links and all that stuff. So if you could act with any actor, living or dead, who would that be? That would be Meryl Streep. Number two would be Denzel. They're on my bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, wow. Yeah, they're they're two of the best. What can I tell you? Yeah. Awesome. I also want to make it to space. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I want to make it to space, and I want to and I want to live per, past the first act of the movie or TV show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brother, that brother in uh, Force Awakens, he actually survived. So maybe you get into Star Wars movie. I don't know. Rogue One, two. Star Wars. I mean, come on, Star Wars. His latest version. I mean, he actually makes it to Episode two. I'm thrilled. Woo! Oh my goodness. Oh wow. Okay. So same question for uh, directors. So living or dead, what directors would you like to work with? Um. I, okay. So I don't know this guy yet, but um, I think Nate Parker's fantastic. I mean, I love. Um, I love what he's, uh, you know, created with Birth of a Nation, and I think that 
I think he has an awful lot of potential as well. Um, oh, yeah. He's just the one that's on the top of my head. Yeah, I heard the, the film got a standing ovation. Uh, they had an early screening. It sounds like it's going to be really fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, last hypothetical. Uh, what superhero could you see yourself playing? Um, what superhero? I could see myself playing the superhero Supermom. <laughs> It's a it's a show that it's a movie that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> yeah, you know I think every mom. Yeah, yeah, super mom is. I think every mom is a super mom. You know, we just don't get to wear our our tights and our our cape in public, but pretty much every mom is multitasking her her tail off. So yeah, I think we should create a movie called Super Mom. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Make her part of the Marble family. <laughs> Marble, that's right. That's what's up. That, that'll be a big hit too. Okay, so last but not least, uh, talk about your your next webinar, your acting webinars, and share all your links. Well, um, you know, actingpros.com is you know that's our uh, that's our blog. But we, you know, share a lot of tips as well is, um, you know, if you, you can get on our mailing list and you'll get the, you'll get the blog sent right to your email box weekly. Um, as well as I'm sure there's a link for um, the webinar in our free offerings. There's a, there's a, in the menu bar that says free stuff or something like that. And I think the webinar is there as well. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Okay, well, Wendy, it's really been a pleasure. Definitely have you on again and uh, break legs and all you do, all your projects. Thank you so much, and the same to you. All right, you have a blessed night. Okay, you too. Okay. Bye. All right. All right, folks, remember to do something for your career every single day and break a leg. Good night. Looking for a show to see this weekend? Look no further than DC Metro Theater Arts. They've got reviews, Q&As with actors, and much, much more. Visit dcmetrotheaterarts.com. That's dcmetrotheaterarts.com. Under the dark you pacify me Hold my breath Take me down, I won't fight Beat on my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere